Most who rebel against God simply move on with their lives. Only a small minority actively fights God, and only one man led 95% of God's people off track in this end time. Learn more about this Antichrist next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The Apostle John is the only writer in the Bible that discusses the Antichrist by that name in the Bible. The only one, he's also the only Bible writer to discuss the last hour as in that specific expression. And he's also the only Bible author to speak about that Antichrist in those words that is a man. And that man, that Antichrist, is going to lead an army of demons and human beings to fight the Church of Jesus Christ, and the results are going to be devastating, and have been devastating already. And this is a message that everybody on this earth needs to hear, needs to understand, because it's all leading up to the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. Notice 1 John 2 and verse 18. This is Revised Standard Version, and it reads, Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come, that is, other rebellious church members follow him, or the spirit of what he's doing, anyhow. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. So it, it is a sign. The King James Version says last time, but that's not a good translation. It should be the last hour. So, uh, the, there, but there is a sign to show us when we're in the last hour, when we're there. And the sign is that. Antichrist, that man who has gotten control of God's church, 95% of them. So there are other Antichrists that are following him, and of course they uh, are in a, just revolt and rebellion. But we need to know about these details and so that we can prove whether or not this is really true. And you can prove it. God tells us to prove all things, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 21, all things. So at this time, John taught the last hour was to happen in his time, but he, it was only a type of the end time, but he didn't know at that moment when he wrote this book, these epistles, that it was only a type of of the end time, and it was all about this end time that you and I are living in today. That's what he was really writing about. It's prophecy for this end time, and those who don't understand it are going to be receiving a witness against themselves that God did warn and gave everybody a chance to heed his message. If they're not really searching for God and looking for God and and uh, wanting to do what God says, well, okay, it's just going to be a witness to them. But when all these things come to pass, they're going to know 
they're going to know that it was God's message that they turned away from or refused to even discuss. But how could that happen? Here, here, here we have the greatest crisis in this world, really, because 50% of those Laodiceans that rebelled in God's church are going to lose their salvation. That means thousands and thousands of people. And how could this happen in God's own church? How could a, a man who is an antichrist fighting against Christ directly, how could he ever get control of God's own church? Now, that's something we all should be concerned about. This antichrist is the number one tool of Satan the devil, and God allows this to happen because of the rebellion of His own people. He allows that to happen. So, once this last hour strikes, we can know, we can absolutely know that it's all concluded. That last hour is concluded by the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, this last hour comes before that second coming, of course. So, John only was the one that wrote about this last hour and the Antichrist. Notice verse 19, it says, They went out from us, the very church of God, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they should have continued with us. So they came out of God's own church. Now, who, who are they, and where is that? And when did that happen? It, it, it has happened. And if we are aware of, let's say, know God and know the Bible, well, surely we'd have to see this greatest crisis in this end time. We'd surely be able to see that. God would surely show us that. But anybody is, uh, who fights against Christ's very elect inside God's church is fighting against Christ Himself, this little flock this little remnant that won't let go of God's precious truth. They just will not give up on God and what His Word says. Now, John was a very close disciple to Jesus Christ. You can see that in John 13, verse 23, and other scriptures where he was close to Him. And, of course, John was the only one that was going to live on in, in, to his old age and die a natural death, whereas all the other apostles were going to be uh, martyred. And so Christ spent quite a lot of time with John because He knew He would have many years more than the other apostles, and He wanted him to know about what was going to happen in the end time, and what was going to happen inside God's own church. It's a strange, strange story to people in this world, but not to God's people. Notice verse 21 of 1 John 2, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. They know it, they know of the truth, they know it, but, but John is telling them they, it's not in them, they're not living it. They still know it. But that's all. It doesn't live in them and abide in them. Verse 22, who is this Antichrist who is a liar, but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. 
See, he rejects God's family, denies the Father and the Son. So he does a lot of damage to the very church of God. Verse 23, Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. And that's what they were doing inside God's own church. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father. These people were losing that God family vision. The very good news, the gospel of the coming family of God that's going to administer the government of God with Christ in the wonderful world tomorrow. They're going to be the bride of Jesus Christ and share David's throne with Him. And there is no opportunity like that given to any other people. Only to the first fruits they're called in the Bible. Verse 24 says this, Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. You've heard it. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. But the problem is they were not continuing in the Father and the Son. That's what John is telling them in this epistle. God's truth that they once had, they were not any longer holding on to that truth. The Antichrist, the person that was teaching against Christ and the Father, was right inside the church of God, if you can imagine that. How could that happen? He was somebody in the church of God, led by Satan the devil, very directly and very strongly by Satan the devil, in a way that others are not led by him. He had an influence over them that he does not have over other people. This person really did yield themselves to the devil, and that's why he fought Christ and the Father so vehemently in everything he did. Now, God says He wants His little flock to expose that and warn people about what is happening and what has happened to God's own church. And if that happens to God's own church, where does that leave the rest of the world? We have to think about these things. Verse 26, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Not people that are trying to seduce them, but that Antichrist and others that joined him or had the same spirit have had seduced God's own people away from God. Now, nothing is more serious than that. And that's what this Laodicean era of God's church in this end time, the very last era, is all about. It is Laodicean, or it's lukewarm, the whole era, except for about 5% of the, the little remnant that cling to God and warn the world what is happening in God's church and is going to happen outside God's church in a very similar way. So, now we, we want to look at Daniel's version of the Antichrist. He has another name for it, but it's still the same situation. Satan has his man, his tool that he's using to wreck God's church. And this is in the Old Testament, but it's prophecy for the New Testament. 
It's all about this end time, the last hour, which of course happens in the New Testament time. But what, what does the, an Antichrist attack mean? When you think about an Antichrist attacking God's church, what does that mean? What, what is that all about, anyhow? And what kind of destruction do they inflict on God's church? Now, how much damage can Satan do to a church? Can he destroy it? Yes, he can. Churches die because of that. Can he destroy a country? Yes, he can. Can he destroy countries? Plural? Yes, he can. Notice Daniel 12 and verse 4. It says, But you, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So he says, Look, this, this is not for your time, Daniel. This is for the end time. He says the same thing. He repeats it in verse 9. And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. It's, it's repeated. It's not for Daniel's time. It's for our time right now, and it has been revealed. All of it has been revealed. Now, when you talk about an Antiochus, which is what, we just, what uh, is being discussed here in Daniel 8, Werner Keller says that uh, in the Bible is history, Israel has been spared none of the horror and, and ignominy which could befall a nation. Antiochus Epiphanes, by which he, he hoped to crush and destroy the faith of Israel. And that's exactly what this type of Antiochus has done in this end time. Destroyed the faith of spiritual Israel, the church, first of all. Then they go on to other evil things. Notice verse 9, And out of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great, toward the south, and toward the east, and toward the pleasant land. Now, that's Antiochus. Any commentary will tell you that. So look what Antiochus did to ancient Israel, and it tells you what he's going to do to the church today, the spiritual church today, spiritual Israel. Verse 10, And it waxed great, even to the host of heaven. It cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground, those stars that protected the righteous people, and stamped upon them. Why? How could Satan do that? Because the people in the church didn't have faith. They rejected God. Many of them were lukewarm, at least, most, and some even worse. The Revised Standard Version reads, Of the host of the stars, God's own people are helped by the stars, are angels of God, Revelation 1 and verse 20, if they desire help. This evil power stamped upon them, the end-time Laodiceans, those saints of God who transgressed God's law. They're not protected by God anymore. They've turned away from God, and God is not protecting them. This concludes by saying Strong's Concordance defines host this way, a mass of persons especially organized for war, and soldiers, army. The expression also means to muster soldiers for warfare. Host can refer to an army of demons, angels, or men. God has an army of angels and saints. Satan has an army of demons and men, in this case, sinning saints.
that actually are giving in to the Antichrist and fighting with Satan, the devil, inside God's own church. Now, you talk about devastation, they just wiped out 95% of God's people as far as they are, uh, their spiritual contact with God. But this is for the time right now. But uh, think about this for a moment, what it, this means. This is a war between God's angels and Satan's demons and those men that rebelled against the church. Satan is winning this war. He won the war with 95% of God's people. Where did that happen? After all, this is right here in the end time, the very last end, it says in verse 19. Where is that? Where did that happen? And how did it happen? And why did it happen? Those are questions we must answer, and they are answered in my booklet on Daniel Unsealed at Last, and also our, my son's book on Raising the Ruins. It's all explained there, and we'll also send you information and an article or two on how Satan works in this process. I'll just paraphrase Revelation 10 and verse 1, talking about this angel working and giving the little book to a man, a righteous man in the church. And it says, And his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. This is a mighty angel, and his face shines like the sun, and his feet are like pillars of fire. And this is the kind of army that God has. And we need that, that army, that omnipotent God's army, to fight against Satan and his army of demons and rebellious men. And we will always win if we rely on God, but if we don't, we'll always lose. Satan will destroy God's people. But notice, you see, what, what he did here. Notice what he did. Let me repeat that to you, because we need to understand that it says in Isaiah 14 that Satan causes nations to tremble. And who believes that today? Who believes in such a devil today? And who believes in such a, an awesome God that's far more powerful than Satan the devil? There's no comparison. It's no, it's no battle if God wants to win it. He always does. And He will do that with His people always. Do we need God's unlimited power? I should say we do. Let me read that to you again. This is verse 11 of Daniel 8, 11 and 12. Yea, he magnified himself, this man, even to the Prince of the Host, which is Jesus Christ, and by him the daily sacrifice, or the work of God, you can, we explain that in this booklet of Daniel, was taken away, and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. Satan just trampled all over them. And an host was given him against the daily, or the work of God, by reason of transgression, the sins of the people in the church. And it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and it prospered. It cast God's truth to the ground, cast it down. And this is all in military terms. There is a, this war is going on, the, power, the, the angelic war of God and the 
demoniacal war of Satan the devil and God's rebellious people. But the problem is, the, the angels couldn't help God's people because they didn't have faith in God. Their faith was no longer there because they rebelled, they transgressed against God and His law. This is a type of God's work today, and that's very easy to prove from the booklet. But who is it that has the gall to stand up and fight Jesus Christ? This is an Antichrist, and it's the same thing that John was talking about, but this is Daniel's version of it, of the Antichrist or the Antiochus, and all of this the work of God was actually stopped for a period of time, and you'll read that in the book. So we have to be uh, proclaiming that, and then verse 13 goes ahead and talks about these people just crying out to God, well, how long is this going to continue? How long is it going to go on? And he said it would be 1150 days, verse 14 explains that, and the book will explain it more vividly to you. But here is a spiritual war that was raging, the, the, probably the greatest spiritual war ever pertaining to God's people, thousands and thousands of them, over a hundred thousand of them, were being attacked. And this attack continues, of course, after they destroyed the, the uh, leaders and the leadership of that church. Verse 11 says, This spiritual Antiochus is extremely arrogant, yea, he magnified himself even against the Prince of the Host, Jesus Christ Himself. That's an Antichrist. And by him the daily was taken away, that the work of God was taken away. What, what are we to do now? What are we to do today? Well, where is it all going to end? Where is all this going to end? Notice verse 23. Skip, you can skip down to that verse. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. Well, who understands dark sentences? Well, this is a, a, a king that's led by the devil. That's what it is. He's empowered by the devil. The devil has power. But it's trivial compared to God's if we'll just use God's power. But if we don't, we're going to lose every time. That's how powerful Satan is. He's the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Revelation 12 and verse 9, he's deceived the whole world. Verse 24. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. The king is not using his own power, it's by Satan's power. And he shall destroy mightily, it should read, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. This is, they're going to be destroyed. They're going to have to stand up for God, that 50% that repent, and be willing to give their lives to make it into the family or kingdom of God. That's where their rebellion got them, and that's not something to be to taking, be taken lightly. Then verse 25, here's the good news, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hands, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many.
He shall also stand up against the Prince of Princes, Jesus Christ, and but he shall be broken without hand. He's just going to be broken to pieces. This whole Holy Roman Empire is going to be broken, and Jesus Christ is returning to this earth, and He's going to rule it with a rod of iron, and He's going to bring peace and joy and happiness to everybody on this earth. Daniel said, verse 27, it says that Daniel fainted. He fainted because he was so astonished at this vision. Well, how about those of us today? Are we astonished at this vision? I mean really astonished and moved and stirred about a vision of Jesus Christ's return to this earth to bring us peace, joy, happiness, and abundance that we all desire, but are not willing to do the things necessary to receive them. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Most who rebel against God simply move on with their lives. Only a small minority actively fights God, and only one man led 95% of God's people off track in this end time. Learn more about this Antichrist. It's hard for any of us to comprehend how much Satan hates God's church and how viciously he attacks. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Daniel, Unsealed at Last, for the story of the prophet Daniel's mighty spiritual struggle to receive revelation from God. The one thing Satan hates most is God's people having hope for a better future, so he employs every possible strategy to blot out God's truth before it reaches human minds. He even literally battles the righteous angels charged with protecting and delivering God's revelation to his servant. Study Daniel, Unsealed at Last, to learn what happened to the worldwide humanitarian work of Herbert W. Armstrong after he died in 1986. Discover how the devil infiltrated and overthrew God's church. Prove what the future holds for God's church and for our nations, both in the violent near future and in the peaceful world tomorrow. Also request our free book, Raising the Ruins, for the gripping in-depth tale of God's church under attack in this end time. Peek behind the scenes at the deception, lies, theft, and destruction of the church leadership after Mr. Armstrong. Understand what God has done to raise the ruins of His work so His warning message of hope may once again be declared to the entire world. You will also receive our free reprint articles, Satan Cast Down and Satan's Awesome Power. Any individual, family, organization, church, or nation that hopes to defeat the devil must deeply understand who he is, how he attacks, and the tremendous power he wields. The major mistake that the world around us makes is either underestimating or denying the existence of the devil. Study these articles to learn why Satan's attacks are more effective than ever in this end time, and what you can do to counter and conquer him. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Daniel, Unsealed at Last, Raising the Ruins, Satan Cast Down, and Satan's Awesome Power. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. 
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Daniel, Unsealed at Last, Raising the Ruins, Satan Cast Down, and Satan's Awesome Power. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.